good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You are now officially listening to the DEB Sports Podcast, uh, call casting, basketball, football, baseball, whatever you want to call it. We're here with all the information with me, Don Corbin and Blake Long. What's up? Uh, my name is Eric Meekum. We're going to be bringing you all the best sports content right here, right now. Let's do it. All right, so Let's we're going to go ahead and start it off. Uh, boys, did y'all see the championship last night? Absolutely. That, I know you did. I know you're heartbroken about it. I too. remember, dude. <laughs> I was literally just chilling at my apartment last night, and I remember I was sitting. I was sitting with my brother Roman, and I was just thinking, I'm like, dude, something's gonna be messed up about this game because two. I made ten brackets before the uh, tournament started, and two of those brackets I had Baylor being Gonzaga 72-69, and on my other one. I had Gonzaga beating Baylor. So both those, I got those exactly right. Got two two of the right teams in the right championship. But here's, this is what killed me last night, okay? So I might have had one little bit too many of uh, mimosas last night. Oh, no. And so at the beginning of the game, I'm like thinking, I'm like, I had a feeling. I'm like, do y'all remember Mullet Man for Baylor last night, Dalton? Yeah, I, I predicted myself. I was like, dude, mullet man is going to take over this game. But no, that's I mean, he still did good. But that uh, what was his name? Jared Butler, Jared Butler, Jared Butler. and Davion Mitchell. The, oh, my God. Let's, let's just go ahead and see Jared Butler. 30, 30, 22 points. Good Lord. 31 for Jared. Butler. 31 Lord, yeah. Jer- and I'm pretty sure what who Jared Butler was the uh, MVP last night, wasn't he? he I mean, he had 22 let's points, see, can, seven assists and three quick. rebounds. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, yeah, I was he say, was yes, doing he everything for everybody. MVP. Yep, Jared Butler was the MVP. I mean, what, he accounted for what but would that entire, be quick, Matt? But when Thir- the game at least started, 36 points. I was thinking, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, dude, Baylor's about to beat the absolute heck out of Gonzaga. And next thing you know, a few minutes in the game, it's like 25 to 8, and Baylor just has the clear advantage. Like, Gonzaga had nobody, had no chance to stop. They had no chance to stop Baylor because they had no big men. Like, literally, the biggest dude they had was Drew Timmy. And Drew Timmy is honestly – he's not the biggest guy hey, out Timmy. there. Timmy! Timmy! Honestly, I'm so glad I did not, like – like, I'm not heavily into sports betting yet. But, like, one day if I got into that, I was going to bet heavy on Gonzaga winning, honestly, because – And looking at oh, that – I picked Gonzaga. Looking at the stat I didn't pick line, him in my bracket. But. Looking at the stat line, Baylor had so many, like – crucial pieces gonzaga had maybe what they had three people three yeah they they had had suggs, gonzaga they Timmy. had uh jalen Sugg- yep. jalen suggs who y'all Dropped remember when jalen suggs hit the game winner against ucla yeah god just two days ago. god that, that was that was that was probably the cra- one now. of the craziest final four games i have ucla had witnessed. so much hope with like what what was like seven seven five seconds left how, I, don't, I can't remember how much it was yeah i was and like yeah it was it like right from seven and a half seconds left you know they're down two and I, I forgot the God, I forgot his name. Like I need to start remembering UCLA players' names because this guy was he was talking about like zero. ball in, ball out, like from start to finish. And you know, next thing you know, there's seven and a half seconds left. You know, and he drives it down to the right, and I'm pretty sure he misses it. And he grabs his own rebound, lays it, puts it back up, and tie it, this game was already in overtime. You know, it's already ninety to ninety. And I'm like, dude, what? I, I'm like, what the hell? Are you serious? Like, we're about to witness another overtime because mm-hmm. I don't know how y'all feel about this, but I hate when basketball games get into overtime because 
I've always had this theory when like any basketball game I watch, when there's like two minutes left in the game, it's gonna feel like thirty fucking minutes because there's so because so many, so you many got the fouls outs. if someone goes up because they're sending them to the line to try to get the ball back. You got timeouts. It's everything, bro. And then like the coat, like it's just so easy to like save time. Like uh, with like football, you know, you got the two minute drive and depending on how many timeouts, because you only have three timeouts per half. So mm-hmm. with like college, you, I'm pretty sure you have four timeouts either the entire game or each half. I'm honestly not too sure. But yeah, with basket, it's just it's so long. Like when it's a close game, and you know both teams are really going at it, it's it's just gonna take like it's gonna take so long if the coaches use their timeouts right. You know, if there's fouls. You know, players getting sent to the free throw line. Like it, it just it could take like like a two minutes left in in a basketball game. It will take like fifteen. It'll take like thirty honestly. or forty minutes of your real life away. Oh, okay, I don't know about that one. <laughs> no, 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 honestly, maybe maybe the, I mean, maybe the crying afterwards. Like, Cut it down to the last forty that's seconds, the... and it feels like you 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 could be born and still hit your twenty first birthday before you get through those forty seconds. <laughs> exactly. That's the that's really how it is. So but yeah, even um, though congrats, even though Baylor to Baylor, they 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 played a heck of a game last night. Like that that was probably one of the biggest butt weapons I've seen in. NCAA championship game. I mean, if you look at if you look at the stats for like just teams in general, like Gonzaga shot made fifty one percent of their shots. The problem was they went five for seventeen for three, and Baylor went ten of twenty three, and then yeah, that, Baylor that also pro- almost hit ninety yeah, percent from the three throw line. Like I mean, they were just and the rebounds. And ba- uh, Gonzaga had huge turnovers, like late really late that like whenever yes, they were they starting did. to get momentum it was a 10 point game um i mean they they just got outplayed they got outplayed they got out hustled and baylor just swarmed like on defense like no matter if they were coming off a pick or what bro they were swarming the ball no so again, easy buckets again just based nothing. on the stat line it looks like jalen suggs did everything he could um suggs yeah, dropped J- 22 points. yeah you, ha- you have to give you have to give a lot of credit to Jalen Suggs because, yeah. honestly, I Jalen Suggs is, like, the only reason why they were still alive the past two games. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, but screw Andrew Nimbard. Game, screw Andrew Nimbard for leaving Florida, bro. That's what you get. <laughs> I know. I, I know. Right, That's what dude, you get. I know. My my brother, Roman, does, like, he is, like, he was li- – he. I remember he mentioned him the other day. He was, like, yeah, uh, Andrew Nimbard used to play for Florida because, on and my – Honestly, I'm not too heavily involved in Florida basketball until I started watching uh, when the tournament started. Well, let's be and, honest. That's when everybody starts watching college basketball. And, and the regular yeah, season's so boring. I don't know about y'all. Did y'all make any brackets this year? Nah. <laughs> I did. I don't, want to, I don't want to say who I picked. but I, yeah, I it, was don't like, it was Oklahoma State. I don't, know, I, don't Oklahoma know, State. I don't know if I'm like the only one that got this feeling – but when March Madness was starting back, I didn't realize how fun it was until this year because obviously last last year was probably the worst year for everybody, mm-hmm. mentally, physically. And you know when they when the NBA season got shut down, um, when NCAA canceled the entire season, and like some athletes like they wasted a year or some had to hold back or get redshirted. It was just so complicated. And with this year with the tournament coming back, it was like wow. March Madness is like the funnest thing you could ever witness because college basketball it is it's hard to guess in college finals, basketball bro. like you see what Oral Roberts did I don't want to talk about that it, it breaks my heart they that. were so close man 
Nah, they should have lost to Florida. Florida Florida had the chance. I mean, yeah, but they had the chance. We were up by like what seven with like four (laughs) minutes left, and then. But that's the beautiful thing about March Madness, though, bro. Like, if you look at the NBA Finals, like if ever if you had to make picks right now of who would be in the finals, everyone's gonna pit Nets and Lakers. Oh, easily. I mean, and there's no doubt about it. You get a healthy LeBron, AD, Andre Drummond comeback, and with everybody's healthy on the Nets, dude, it has to be. And you I can say like, oh, well, they were both one seeds in the, in the Natty. You can say there was both one one seeds in the Natty, but Gonzaga almost lost to UCLA, and they should have. There was a lot of controversial uh, calls that got called, like the charging at the very end of the uh, of regulation was not a charge in my opinion. Um, they were giving yeah. Gonzaga a lot of foul calls that UCLA wasn't getting on the other end. Um, I mean, Oral Roberts beat two-seed Ohio State, and no one saw that coming, you know, except you because you mm-hmm. picked it because you, <laughs> you're a bum. Dude, you know, you know what's crazy? Right? You know a fact that I actually just found out not too long ago? You know UCLA, like, won, like, eight out of the ten championships in the 60s when John Wooden was their head coach? Yeah, but they had Kareem. <laughs> like, I didn't realize, like, I never thought of UCLA as like a basketball school. Bro, and they honestly, used to I run it. They have, I think they have the most natties. The years. I think UCLA has the most natties. Mm. Oh, they now that I, yeah, I was gonna say if somebody could look that up and see how many championships UCLA has, because it has to be over ten. Oh, easy. And one th- and one other thing I realized too, I was oh, like, oh, it is UCLA. Damn. UCLA has, so 11, many, has eleven. Has eleven. Damn. Yeah, it's, it's Wait, 11. Kentucky is second. Kentucky's second with eight. North Carolina is six, and Indiana has five. Damn, how many has Duke won? Well, Duke, check Duke has Duke's won, won like, most of their championships when Damn. Christian Leitner was on the squad. And that was, what, early ni- like, late 80s, early 90s probably? When he was playing with like yeah. Grant Hill and Bobby Hurley and all those other studs? That was probably the last time. The, like Duke Florida's was, tied for seventh. Most of the no NBA way. In that, Florida's or, really yeah. tied for seven. Yeah, so you got UCLA with eleven, Kentucky with eight, North Carolina six, uh, Indiana five, Duke five. So they tie for fourth. Connecticut with four, UConn. Five? I mean, that's a I'm there ain't nothing else to play in Indiana besides basketball, bro. Yeah, yeah, you're they, right they're about fucking, that one. I'm, I'm sorry for my uh, Indiana folks out there, but yeah, us um, you get a better state. northeastern people do not like. Indianapolis because obviously me and Blake Long are huge Jacksonville Jaguar fans and you know you know who the quarterback was for the Indianapolis Colts and how many butt whoopings he gave us for so many years. It was so one Indianapolis, I, I, I'm not. I don't. I don't hate. I love my Indianapolis people, but guy, I just dude, we play we play the Indianapolis Colts twice a year like that. I already don't dislike them enough, you know. And it's hard enough in that division. I feel the same thing about it's, it's, We got we. The Texans, when they were good, for like the, whenever Deshaun came around, they started getting real good, and then uh, you you had, well, it was as soon as Peyton left, they got luck, right? Uh, the year after, yeah, Peyton yeah, year, okay. year, that year before take, Peyton Manning had neck luck. surgery and he missed the entire season. Or suck for luck is what it was called. Suck for luck. <laughs> suck for luck. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that they they did it right. I mean, dude, Andrew it Luck worked. was one of the highest QB prospects since Trevor Lawrence. Like, Trevor Lawrence Trevor is. Lawrence? one of the highest graded prospects we've probably ever seen and we will ever see like trevor lawrence is the most completed qb we've seen since uh in my opinion tim tebow duh tim, tim tebow, man. 
I know we're huge Florida fans. I love Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow's a great guy. But holy man, his NFL career just did not pan out well. Other than Listen. the uh, touchdown pass, Demarius Thomas in the first round. Who do you think Steelers? of quarterbacks drafted by the Denver Broncos has the most playoff wins? It's Tebow. John because Elway he's the, the only one that's been drafted by him. So guess what? He's the GOAT. <laughs> if they had given him a chance, at least keep him on the team, you know? Yeah, I was about to say. I, was about to say. I mean, oh, listen, so you, oh, wait, I think so anybody really, in their right mind. Do you really mind. think Tim Tebow is the greatest uh, Denver College? quarterbacks of all time? Oh, no, no, no. It's definitely Elway. Okay, I, was but about I, say, I was about to say, hold, <laughs> hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. We're getting a little ahead of ourselves. <laughs> oh, he could have been, bro. He could have been. It, I, Listen, honestly, I, I don't, I don't disagree I with them going with Peyton Tebow Manning because John Elway didn't. He disliked Tebow so much that when he had the op, when Peyton Manning entered free agency after the Colts drafted Andrew Luck, and Peyton Manning healed up from neck surgery back in 2012, when he found out like he had the chance to sign him, he was like, "Dude, yeah, I'm, we're gonna get rid of Tebow and sign who was the greatest quarterback at that time." Which you thank know? God that happened to the Jacksonville fan. Oh, yeah, True. no kid. I mean, I'm actually, now that I remember, I think we played the Broncos one time when Peyton Manning was a quarterback. Maybe a couple times, I think. I don't yeah. disagree with them taking Peyton Manning. Anybody in their right mind would have taken Peyton Manning. It's the fact that they cut Tebow. That's the part I didn't mess with. Yeah. And then the Jets never gave him a fair chance. The Patriots signed him to the practice squad. They cut him. He never really got a fair shake in the NFL. He was not a great quarterback, do not get me wrong, but he was a great winner. That's all he did was win. That's a fair take, I guess. That's, it's a fair take, a take, but I think De- I think Denver's defense was solely was, their defense was good. Game. But you you remember Tebow time? Because Tim Tebow Tim <laughs> Tebow had a forty four percent completion or like a forty seven completion percentage his entire NFL career. Bro, that's like, what that's I throw. Not, like, that, yeah, I, I could I on a, one of us three in this podcast could do that in today's league is probably complete forty percent of our. Bro, I shoot I shoot from the three point line. What he threw? Tell <laughs> no me I'm kidding, wrong. right? You, you <laughs> shoot behind the three point line at some ballpark in Gainesville. You have a better chance of making a three pointer than Tim Tebow making an NFL pass. Isn't that crazy? Listen, but it, I mean, their defense I mean, was like, stacked. Don't get me wrong; they had a really good defense. They had a decent offense. He had some weapons to throw to. Their O-line was decent. He, But it was his first year starting, and he didn't even start a full year, you know? Like, I mean, if people would have done that with Josh Allen, Josh Allen, there, the Bills would be screwed right now. Yeah, that's true. You know, you got to give people some time to develop, except Tua. You do not give Tua time to develop. You get rid of him. Okay. You go speaking, after Russell speak, Wilson. Speaking of Tua, dog, <laughs> speaking of Tua, how do you feel, Dalton? This is my personal question to you. I want because I want right. to let the fans know about this. When you found out Miami gave up the third overall pick to the San Francisco 49ers, how did that? How did that personally make you feel, mentally and physically? Because I know well, that had to do something to you. Let me take you into the day. Okay. It's two o'clock in the morning. Uh, or, I'm sorry. Afternoon, which is my morning. Two, two o'clock in the afternoon. You're so, wake up time. I get a call from King. Yeah, of course, of course. I get a call from King <laughs> Meekum. Hey, bro. The Dolphins just traded away the third pick. Oh, we talked I, rem- for like 10 I minutes, remember that now. And then I was like, <laughs> I, I was, you know, I was pissed because I'm like, listen, bro, we were going to get Devontae Smith or we were going to get Jamar Chase, which we could easily get both of them. And now that I look back on it, it was a good trade because we got more picks 
for that one pick, and we still keep our pick in the first round. We got the Eagles pick with it now. I'm pretty sure what next year y'all have three first round picks now. I'm pretty sure. No, we got so we got the Eagles pick. We have the Eagles pick and then our pick at 18. But we have we have the 49ers pick in next year's draft, and I believe Mm -hmm. the 49ers pick in the year after that, if I'm correct. But who knows? Who knows if they're gonna do what the Texans did and just completely suck? You know, no one thought the Texans were going to do that. Everyone looked at us like we were stupid. I looked at us like we were stupid. What were you going to say, Blake? You know, uh, speak- not Deshaun. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins was going to have that much of an impact on that team. But, man, it's like you know, they gave up as soon as he left. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, since we're on this topic now, um, a couple of days ago, obviously, you know, the Jets have a second overall pick. There's a high chance that Zach Wilson could possibly be taken at number two overall. Um you know, a trade just went down with, you know, with the Carolina Panthers. Obviously, I th- I think both teams won this trade. I would give a B plus for Sam Darnold, and I'll give an A plus for what the Jets got back. I gotta ask, you know, because I feel like I'm the only one that has this opinion. Um, do you think Sam Darnold is a good quarterback? Like, would you take him? Like, I, if yeah, if Jacksonville did not have the first overall pick, and you could have traded for Sam or Sam Darnold. And it wouldn't cost you much. Would you do it? You know, you know, I will go back. I'm going to go back in time. You know, I forgot what week. Let's say we go back to week 12, week 13. Uh, I'm, I I love the, the Jets are possibly my second favorite team now because Frank, Frank Gore might be one of my favorite players because he gave us the first overall pick and Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> the man that doesn't age. And you know what's crazy? <laughs> I, look ba- I look back at it. If the Jets didn't win those back-to-back games – this is one. These are the things that we would never have right now. Oh yeah, we would well, obvi- obviously would we would y'all never have would Trevor never Lawrence have. or the first overall pick. Also, we would never signed Urban Meyer as our head coach. The only reason why Urban Meyer came back into head coaching and give the NFL a shot is because the Jacksonville Jaguars had the first overall pick and Trevor Lawrence is available. Oh yeah, I just That's would you would you please announce Urban's name right though. That is the only reason why Urban Meyer came back. It's Urban Liar, okay. Urban Liar. Well, to us, we already Urban know. Liars. We already know what he did to Florida. His little heart condition. Two years later, goes to Ohio State. Then he says he's done. Then he can see. Oh, Jacksonville wants me. I like the weather here in Florida. I can get Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> Watch, bro. As soon as like, as soon as like Trevor. I, I hate. I'm not gonna bring that up. Never mind. I'm not gonna say Trevor Lawrence is gonna tear his ACL. Oh, as soon you as you said tre- it, you said it. You said it. <laughs> Hey, listen, I'm not Clay, bro. Clay is the one that calls this. Back-to-back games, we, we went, I don't think we would have done so good a free agency. I don't think, like, it, our, t- our culture could be very different right now as we speak if the Jets didn't win those back-to-back games and give us the first overall pick. Oh, yeah. Doug Marone's still head coach if, if they don't. If we don't get that number one spot. That's the biggest move, I feel like, for y'all. I mean, obviously having the number one pick is nice, but I never liked Doug Marone after the AFC Championship game. I felt like he let his foot off the gas, and ever since then it's just been downhill. Because y'all should have won that game. You can say these things about Miles Jack not being down, um, but really it was conservative play calling that really killed it. Isn't it crazy to think about? We were so close to the freaking Super Bowl. Y'all wouldn't have we won, were it, bro. So, the Eagles we sold their soul. 20, honestly, like I look back, yes, I do look back that Miles Jack wasn't down. That could have changed the game. But dude, we were up twenty to ten with the start of the fourth quarter, and we had the possession of the ball. 
This hurts my soul. We have possession of the ball, and I'm pretty sure Blake Boyles drives us down, and then a couple plays later, you know, Stephon Gilmore picks us off. Can y'all hear that dog? A little bit, but it's not. It's not bothering. A little bit. Hey, Maggie! <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> we're good now. All right, we're. But yeah, when Stephon, I, if I remember this exactly, when oh, Stephon Gilmore me. picked off the ball, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, dude. I are, I've already I've already thought Brady was the goat because the year before he done the New England Patriots did something that was not supposed to happen. They came back from a twenty-eight to three lead against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Atlanta fans, I'm so sorry, but God, you're a disgrace for sports. Now. Sports, everything, bro. Like, we I mean, can, we can talk about not, this. not even Basketball, Atlanta, just baseball, Georgia sports, Georgia sports in general, bro. It's wrong. Georgia hasn't won a national championship since 1980. They don't win anything else it, in college, so it doesn't even, really matter. It's either. not even just football. Like even the Braves just catch bad break mm -hmm. after bad break. Yeah, and you got the Falcons true. haven't made haven't even made it even close. Haven't sniffed the Super Bowl, much less a conference champion. Didn't they make the conference championship game against the? No, that's when they beat the Packers. I don't think have they made a conference championship game since they lost in the Super Bowl. I don't think so. No, I don't think. I so. I mean, they haven't even came close. And it's not like they're bad. It's just, well, their defense was really bad oh, this year. They couldn't dude, tackle anybody. If Atlanta. I don't know what was up with them, but I swear Atlanta could be one of the best offenses in the league if they just played it right. Because honestly, in my opinion, they I think they stats, have the greatest bro. receiver duo in the league with Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones. Do they still have the same coach they did the year before? No, they fired Dan Quinn. They had to fire Dan Quinn. I'm very sure they fired I wanted Dan Quinn so bad to come back. I wanted Dan Quinn so bad to come back to Florida and be our defensive coordinator. Screw Todd Grantham. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> Todd, oh my God, Todd Gray! I have never seen most hated I, man in Gainesville besides in my Mike opinion, White. Right now. I have never seen a, a coach like that take so much crap from all from the entire Florida fan base. That's the, the worst defense we've ever had, bro. Like statistically, it's the worst defense we've ever had. And it's upsetting like, that it came with one of the most explosive anybody? offenses. Could you possibly tell me that there was somebody out there on the Florida squad or any Florida student on campus that liked Todd Grantham? There's no, there's no freaking way. Listen, nobody I used to like him. I liked him when he first came because he played aggressive. He blitzed a lot. But then as you watch him as your defensive coordinator, you realize he's predictable. If it's third and 14, he's dropping, he's rushing three and dropping everybody back. If it's third and five, he's sending the house. I mean – it's just it's so predictable, and we couldn't tackle for nothing. And as I say that, at the end of the year, we led the SEC in tackles for loss and um, and sacks, which makes no sense because you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to tell by looking at us. I think it's because our offense scored so fast, or so our defense had so many so much time on the field. Yeah, I was I, I was gonna say it was kind of it was kind of easy this year because like, you know, when we played bad on defense, I wasn't worried because we had one of the best offenses in the nation. Like we had we literally had Kyle to Kyle. That was you know. Kyle Pitts is probably going to be a top five draft pick if somebody is willing to really take the chance on him. He's going at six to Miami. You know us. You know, what I, you you. know what I thought to myself? So I'm, going to, I'm going to go back a couple of topics ago when I said uh, Atlanta could be really good if they just, just played it right and they didn't live in Atlanta. I swear, right. if Arthur Blank could give Matt Ryan a few more years left, 
I feel like you I have was, to. Honestly, if I was Atlanta here, I'm, y'all could call me crazy, but if I was the Atlanta Falcons general manager right now, you know who I would take at fourth overall? I would not trade it. I would not do anything with that pick. You know who I would take? Justin Fields. Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. Kyle I would Pitts. take Kyle Pitts at fourth overall. I See, honestly, the only problem I have with that is the, the offense results, isn't the problem, you know? Like, and I, I still, that's where their that's where their pick sucks because like at number one, I feel like majority of the time you take the best player in the draft, obviously who you think is gonna be the best player in the draft, and majority of the time, like it, like Trevor Lawrence is the best player in the draft without a doubt, right? Hey, Miles Garrett that, was the I'm best player in the draft when the Browns drafted him. But, I'm not that crazy because I'm pretty sure I heard Colin Coward say that the Jets should take Kyle Pitts the second overall and keep Sam. Well, that's when they were. Right. That's what. Well, yeah, but the, that's Colin, Colin Coward, right? But yeah, that's Colin Coward. We're we're all better than Colin Coward. Like we can all take. Honestly, this is our first easily. podcast, and we're already better than Colin Coward. The, we're the already Jets better than have to take a quarterback now, though, because now you. Oh, you most definitely. Have, you don't have Darnold, so now you need something. I don't even know who their backup is. Is it still? Flacco? And one thing I don't like about Colin Coward. It's, Colin it's Coward. Fla- uh, no, Flacco signed with somebody else. He's a, he's a Philadelphia Eagle. Joe oh, Flacco's yeah, a Philadelphia Eagle. Oh, that's right. That's Eagle. right. So, yeah, you, I don't even know who their backup is. You have to take a quarterback now. You have I, to. Who would you take? I personally would like, take Zach Wilson. And I wasn't like that until I saw his pro day. And I just feel like, for some reason, he has a certain, like, presence that he brings. You know, I feel like he has the underdog mentality mm-hmm. compared to Justin Fields. Where Justin Fields knew wherever he went he was going to play. Sooner or later, and he knew he was going to be good. I don't think Zach Wilson was built like that, you know. And that's uh, Zach Wilson. It's crazy because to me, he really just came out of nowhere. Right. Like, he going, really did. Going Zach into the start Wilson of the season, of I didn't hear nobody talking about him. Nothing. Like I, I hardly seen any highlights of him through the season. And then boom, as soon as the season ended, and like all the hype started building up for the new, the new, uh, all the players going into the draft, like he he rose up those. Every power ranking, he rose up so fast, so fast. He, now he's overtaken who everyone thought was was the number two pick behind Trevor Lawrence, which was Justin Fields. Wiped him out at number two, and now he's he's solidified. Oh yeah, at the beginning two. of the year, everyone saw Justin Fields going. It, it, it not maybe not number two or all, depending on how the draft order was, but second quarterback taken off the board. That was everybody's yeah. board. Yeah, I mean they got him falling behind Trey Lance sometimes, like which I think's completely dumbfounded by whatever. Whatever team does that, Another Trey. I don't think no Trey Lance. Is my thing anything is, is like, like that. My thing is somebody. Somebody has to tell me who the hell came up with the idea when the 49ers traded up for third overall pick. All of a sudden, Mac Jones was in the conversation to go top three. Are you serious? To the 49ers. Listen, they bro. Number three, and, and they ride the Alabama players. The draft. They, they, they always ride Alabama players. I mean, but here's here's the thing about Alabama. Alabama produces the most talent every year. I do respect that. But yeah, I can too. You, when was the last time an Alabama quarterback was legit? In the I was NFL? just about to say that. I, I can't name one. Listen, y'all probably don't remember this, but do y'all remember the? Uh, actually, you probably do. The uh, Bengals Steelers playoff game where Vontez Perfect killed Antonio Brown and made him. Bat crap crazy. Yeah. Oh, he he, okay. he he sent Antonio Brown into oblivion. Like Antonio AJ McCarron. AJ McCarron was starting for that team, and he was playing really good ball. He was playing like Andy Dalton level. Rem- like he was oh, decent. Oh, Andy Dalton did. Andy Dalton was hurt. I remember that. Right. And I, I thought AJ McCarron deserved another shot. Maybe not over the Bengals, but I think some other team should have taken him. Um, but the best quarterback that has came out of Alabama in the past decade. 
I mean, honestly, you'd have to say it's probably Jalen Hurts right now. Yeah, and he's with with Philadelphia. And I he didn't he even really a, come out of Alabama, you know? Yeah, well, he yeah, that's true. There. That's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, his, honestly, his I will say this. I don't know why the Eagles are – honestly, if I was Philadelphia, I would give Jalen Hurts another chance. I mean, they I mean, they, they drafted him in the second too. round last year's draft. Mm-hmm. He's, he's got and a chance I, now, I, I totally get. I totally get it why they probably don't want to use him as a legit We all thought they were stupid, the, too. We all thought they the, were stupid. The only reason why Philly drafted Jalen Hurts is because the Saints' offense changed the game of football somewhat with using Taysom Hill as a flex anywhere on the field. Taysom, Taysom Hill – his position of football is anywhere at any time. That is Taysom Hill's <laughs> position. Anywhere at any time. You you could put Taysom Hill on kickoff return. You could put him on kickoff. You could put him on punt, punt return, offense, defense. He, he he could literally play all the positions, like no doubt. And that, I think that's what they were trying to use with Jalen Hurts, but it just never worked out because Carson Wentz had one of the worst years of his career. Yeah, bro. If you're what, look, I'm, look, I'm looking at top 15 – Alabama quarterbacks that went to the league, and so it goes. Give us a it, give us the top five if you can give us okay. the top five really quick. It goes to, all right. So I'm gonna start with five. Jay okay. uh, Jay Jay Barker, 1995. He played for Carolina. Was a fifth round pick. I have um, no idea who that is. That should say something. Uh, Brody uh, was that Crowley, 2006. He went to the Chiefs. Croyle, third round Croyle. pick. Yeah, him. Um, Greg McElroy. Greg He's McElroy a, was legit in college, though. He was. He was good. He Greg was really McElroy good. Was, he went to the Jets in the seventh round, though. Oh, then you had A.J. McCarron, fifth round by the Bengals, and then Tua's number one. You know, you, you know the, only, the only reason why Tua's number one is because, I will say this, when it. Tua was in college, I think Tua had the best throwing motion out of any quarterback I've You're ever saying seen. that because he's a lefty? No, honestly, Your bias towards lefties. I mean, that, that's probably that's probably twenty percent of the reason why I'm saying that because I support all lefties out there. If you're a lefty, go ahead and give yourself a pound on your chest. Lefty love. Uh, I love all my lefties out there. But lefty yeah, gang. but no, the way the way Tua just set his feet and released the ball, it was like watching like a mixture of like Drew Brees and Russell Wilson playing college football. That's that's odd. I always felt that way when I watched Tua play. I was like, wow, like, dude, this guy could be something. But honestly, it also scared me when Tua – y'all remember when Tua suffered that hip injury? Yeah. Yeah. His last year of college ball? I honestly did not think he was going to be the same ever since. It, and I, I mean, don't think that's what's decent- hurting him on the Dolphins. I really don't. I think what's hurting him on the Dolphins is that he's been – when you go to Alabama as a quarterback or as a running back, you can look at it the same way – Um you're going to be surrounded by talent. Like, you're going to be stacked every position. Your load gets taken. That's why I think Kyle Trask should have won the Heisman, also because I'm a Gator fan. But he literally, he had a great receiving core. No one's going to doubt that. He had the best tight end in the country. He had a below-average offensive line, and he had a terrible defense. Let's run that back for a second. Not one of the this, best best tight ends in the country. He had one of the best tight ends almost in, like, college history. He's, he's that good. Yeah. That is that is very true. But what I don't know what the Dolphins are going to do because I feel like Brian Flores is not really fully sold on Tua either. And that's what I think is – I think Tua's problem is he has such big shoes to fill. And it worries me that that's what's going to happen with Trevor Lawrence. He, he went into the Dolphins, and everyone expected him to turn that team around. 
And now that he hasn't kind of done that, I think he's a little disappointed in himself. And that's what I'm worried is going to happen with Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, every, all the Jaguar fans right now are looking at him as you know, the I new remember, face of the franchise. And he's sorry, got boys, so much weight on his shoulders, and I really don't want him to crack under the pressure. Tua hasn't done it yet. I don't think Tua's cracked under the pressure, but I really think he's walking the line of doing it. He's not surrounded by anything. So that's why, as a Dolphins fan, I'm trying to give him a little bit of leeway. We don't have receivers. We don't have a running back. We barely, barely have an offensive line. You have Devontae Parker. Devontae, I was going to bring I that up. Devontae Parker. He's not. A, I don't think he's a wide receiver one by any means, but he's still a very, very solid wide receiver too. Oh yeah, he's. Oh yeah, he's very solid. He is very solid. He's a, he's a guy you can trust on third down. Like he's a guy you can yeah. you can trust to get open. He's just not a guy you can throw to every play. Yeah. He's not a DK Metcalf. He's not a Julio. Um. He, honestly, he's not a Justin Jefferson. Uh-huh. You know, like I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of great there's receivers so good, in the NFL. There is so many right good now. receivers in today's league now. It's honestly, you could rank you could rank your top ten favorite receivers, and there's going to be like like eight to ten like left out that could possibly still be in it. Exactly. Because there's so, there's just so many good types of receivers now. And what's crazy, just just off last year's draft, so many receivers got drafted that, like you said, you could make a top ten, and so many good ones would still be left out. Last year's exactly. draft was was star studded with receivers. Okay, so real quick, it's either they're star the studded, real quick. It's either they're star studded or there's none. There's literally no in between. Yeah, yeah. But go ahead. Eric. All right, so I'm gonna get I'm gonna give out a, a quick ranking real quick. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and start off with my I'm gonna have to pull up a list because there's so many receivers I really like in today's game. So I'm gonna go ahead and give out my top five receivers right now in the NFL. One, I hope everybody's on the number. I hope he's on everybody's number one list. You gotta go with Julio Jones. Like he's just Julio Jones is the most complete receiver in today's game of football game there's changer. no doubt about it he has the size he has the speed he has the feet he mm-hmm. he has the ability to go up and grab the ball like he just there's has a reason everything. larry fitzgerald told kyler murray he's the best he's ever seen like Julio's is the best he's ever seen he literally has everything he's built he does he's built like Julio a tight like, end he has the speed of a running back or a, the fastest wide receiver in the draft like i mean not like because he's not getting drafted but like i mean he literally just he he can moss anybody. He can take a hit. He, heck, and when his quarterback throws a uh, interception, he goes and plays defense. I mean, <laughs> he's literally a team player. Like, I mean, all right. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go ahead and give out my okay. top five. Now that I got the list fully, here's my top five. Number one, I'm gonna have to go with Julio Jones. Fair. Number two, I gotta go with D Hop. Got I got to. I, uh, yeah, I, I that, love that should be to be honest. That should be standard for anyone's list. To be completely honest, that should be standard. You think it should be standard? Why yeah. is that? E- either 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 D Hop as uh, either one or two, and Julio as one or two. That it's it's without argument they're the best two. In the yeah, I don't know, yeah, bro. Devonte Adams made a really good case to be in that conversation that's, this year. Yeah, he does, yeah that's he fair. Does. That's fair. But again, Number you can three. you can look at both Julio and D Hop season last year, and and it, it's and still. If you look at D Hop compared to what D Hop has compared to what Devontae Adams has, Devontae Adams has either the best or the second best thrower of the football in today's game and maybe ever with Aaron Rodgers compared to Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. I think y'all are about to I think y'all are about to crap yourself, so I'm about to tell y'all who's the third best receiver in today's league right now. Oh, it no. better be Devontae Adams. D D Westbrook. 
Allen Robinson. I, 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 you know what? I feel bad for the man. He's never had a quarterback. Allen, I don't know about give three, though. Al, give Allen Robinson a, a quarterback, a and Allen Robinson might be the number one receiver in the league. I can almost guarantee it. What you smoking, Eric? <laughs> what are you smoking? I can't justify you on three, but I can justify you. I think I definitely I can can't justify you for five. number one with a quarterback. <laughs> but the dude does with a quarterback? Absolute garbage game. No, but here, I will pull up Allen Robinson's stats the last few years, and this is, you got to think, the quarterbacks he's played with. Blake Bortles. Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles, like Nick Foles the goat. <laughs> you kidding me? He beat Brady in the Super Bowl and won Super Bowl MVP. Are you kidding me? He made it. He What's got a reception when Tom Brady couldn't. Honestly, <laughs> Nick Foles could play both sides of the ball. He could be receiver and a he slaughtered the goat. <laughs> I mean, even I mean, even this past year, Allen Robinson put up 102 catches, 1,250 yards, averaged 12 yards a catch, and with six touchdowns, like. In the middle of a QB battle between two horrible quarterbacks. In the middle of a QB battle, and the Bears are barely making the playoffs. Okay, but it's not year. like it's not like he's not an established receiver already, though. Like he was, he's the number one on that team when you're throwing oh, yeah. the ball, and you still have to get open and everything. But it's, who else do they have to throw the ball to? That's fair. That's they don't fair. You know, like I mean, else. they can't throw yeah, to nobody Robinson. else. Like I mean, Allen Robinson's your best bet, so I can understand why he, he has so many catches bet. and that yards. I, I think he's good. I think he's really, really good. And um, whenever, whenever Jacksonville didn't y'all let him walk? Yeah, we we you let know, him walk. In, that, I told in, I remember I, we were all working at Win Dixie when that happened. I told y'all that was a mistake because yeah, then did. I said Blake Bortles has nobody to throw to. And yeah, we, because the bad thing was we took him. I can't or we bl- let him walk. But can you blame him though? Just for the you record, really I want y'all to remember, y'all kept no, no, telling me No, no, we don't blame Allen Robinson Didi. for it. We blame the bad Jaguars front office for it because we y'all decided kept telling to re-sign me Marquise over Allen Robinson. I remember a few years ago, me I said was the crap. was going to be the best receiver for Jacksonville yeah, in a couple of years. Freezing cold take. Try to tell you. Try to tell you. Didi Westbrook. I wanted him so good. Oh, my God. Dude, literally, I I cannot I cannot mess with D.D. Westbrook anymore because D.D. Westbrook, I'm pretty sure he like, like messaged a few girls like from our no. hometown. So like, oh no, he he just he just needs to get the hell out of Jackson. Hang on, honestly. guys, this this is a conversation about receivers. He is a punt returner. We need to get back <laughs> on topic here. Right. Okay. That's so true. who's that who's is, it okay, for yeah, for we're you? We're gonna have to go Eric. back. We're, we're getting too too ahead of ourselves. You got Allen right, Robinson four. at three. So you got who's number four. four? I'll say Justin Jefferson, bro. Come on. Come on. DK Metcalf. I got to put DK Metcalf Ooh, at four. Wow. I'm he fine with DK top five because I think he is. He, I, well, I think he's already established it. I'm, there's I'm, not a receiver. I, I want, that, there's not a corner or safety in the league that can guard him. I'm just a little worried because there's a lot of receivers we've left out of your top five so far. Devontae Adams. I, I will five. say the receivers I left out so far. Stephon Diggs. Tyreek Hill, that's Michael a big Thomas, one. Tyreek Hill, like there's so many. It, it's crazy. It really is crazy. And yeah, I slept on. You got slept on guys like Terry McLaurin, Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper is one of my favorite receivers, honestly. I will say that. Yo, you know who's a really underrated receiver who doesn't get as much hype as he should? Who's that? I know. I think Keenan Allen. Say, yes, for the yes. Chargers. Yeah. Keenan yeah. Allen is a beast. Keenan Allen is a beast. He does not get a lot of credit that he deserves. That is very and true. Jarvis Landry as well. That is the boldest statement I have heard from you, Don. That is that de- I agree. I solely agree with that. I definitely agree with that. And there's one we actually left out. There's a receiver we left out that we didn't say. Um, 
and there, there's a there's a thin line here too because he's either someone that is most people's number one, or if you if he's not your number boy. one, he's overrated. And that's Michael Don't Thomas. Michael Thomas. Boy. Don't yeah. say slant boy. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. As soon as you said, you say it, and he's gonna send out a tweet. You don't know my Twitter. I ain't got a Twitter. Can't guard Mike. I had to delete my Twitter after I uh, said, uh, give me a I sign, not- and Blake sent me a stop sign. <laughs> now, it was I, just I, a lyric I, of a Breaking I Benjamin song. I respect the hell out of Michael Thomas, but God, I... Do you guys think Michael Thomas is well, maybe not perfectly ranked. Do you think he belongs in a top five? I, don't, I personally don't think he's a number one, but do you guys think he's a top five receiver? No. If, so, if other people want <laughs> Quick to play the top five, yeah, that's cool. That's totally cool. I personally would because I I think he's a little overrated only because he's played with Drew Brees. But, I mean, he, did, I break, he did break the most catches. He did have 143 catches one season. I mean, that and that's that broke Marvin Harrison's record. And I'm pretty sure, yeah, like, I mean, Marvin Harrison five killed Five-yard slam routes are hard to catch, bro. I and can catch those. <laughs> if you look at it, the Saints' second leading wide receiver, Ted Ginn Jr., 30 catches for 421 yards compared to Michael Thomas's 92 for 137 or 1,137. Sorry. That's insane. Just remember that he didn't get a touchdown this year though. Ooh. Ooh. Um, I don't know, bro. My top five in no oh, I'm sorry. Order. I was reading his, his rookie year. My bad. That was, that, that wasn't even the right stats. Go ahead though. In my top five, no order. I would probably no have order. to say Devante. D Hop, okay. yeah, Julio, okay, Stefan Diggs, and then fives oh, a toss up. Stefan Diggs, damn, I forgot. Fives, <laughs> fives, fives a, a toss up between DK, and y'all might not mess with me for this, but I think he's really underrated. AJ Brown for Tennessee. Oh, I like AJ Brown. I like, I like him. AJ I'm not Brown gonna put him in my top five. Though. Top ten, yeah, but I, I don't think I could fit him in my top five. He'd probably be like I, honestly, he's in a run-based offense with dog. Ryan Tannehill. He's in a run-based offense yeah. with Ryan yeah. Tannehill. Yeah. So that's, that's my thing. And Derek Henry. And he still and the, falls and low key, the Titans, yeah. they're more than just a run-based offense the past couple years, I think. Because I, I, I I'm going to have to pull it up real quick. But if I remember exactly, um, God, I, honestly, I honestly forgot what I was about to say. But um, – Hey, Real quick, while you're say? thinking about I, I that, have... shout out to Nassau County, bro. Nassau County, we produced Derrick Henry. Oh, oh, that's who it was. I was about to search up Ryan Tannehill's like. Ever... <laughs> I remember when Ryan Tannehill took over the starting spot over um Marcus when he took Mariota. over the when he took over Marcus Mariota's starting spot. I don't know how accurate this is, but I'm pretty sure I see a stat line where like Ryan Tannehill has like the best uh, QBR rating. And like the most yards, and like possibly the I don't know about the most. It was like the most yards, the best QB rating ever since he was he was out he was outperforming he was outperforming Patrick Mahomes in the like seven he was weeks that he started. Yeah, he, he at really one point nobody was talking about it, but when Ryan Tannehill took over the starting yeah. spot, but if I'm a defensive coordinator, Patty Mahomes, and you're telling me I have to either stop Ryan Tannehill or stop Derrick Henry, I'm stacking the box. So and I mean, that, you gotta you gotta play into that too because but that's why it works so well for the Titans is because oh yeah it works you, well because the Titans the their offense they're the first offense uh, to have a QB to throw over three hundred fifty plus yards 
and to have a 200-yard-plus rusher as their running back. Jesus. It was the first game to ever happen. It was like week five against Houston, Texas, I'm pretty sure. There's not many running backs. the game of his life, and so does Derrick Henry. There's not many running backs that can produce without an offensive line. But Der- and not saying the Titans don't have an offensive line because they have a pretty decent one. Um, oh, yeah, they do. I they feel really like do, Derrick yeah. Henry is just one of those backs. Like Barry Sanders, Emmitt Smith. Like you put him, I'm not putting him up there with the greats. He might, he probably will be he's by on, the end he, of his career. Honestly, he's on track. Not up there with the greats yet, but he is damn sure on track so far. I feel like you could give him, like, don't say this the wrong way, Jacksonville's offensive line, and he'd still produce. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And that's you why I why? think James Robinson's going to be so good for y'all. If y'all could you know just why? get him because a really good offensive line, y'all 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 will never struggle a day in y'all's life if y'all have T Law and then him out of the backfield. It's because Derrick Henry is literally the size of an offensive lineman playing running back. Right. And he is as fast as a normal running back as well. I'm you looking know, I'm at not, this mock draft I'm right not, now. And they got I'm Denver trading up to take Trey Lance. Things, but I'm pretty sure Alabama was the only one of the select few schools that wanted Derrick Henry as a running back. He was. Or they were. So and the only, Mark and I think Rick the only and Will Muschamp. The only reason why was because Derrick Henry was... They they were scared of his game because obvi- he's he's six foot three and 230 pounds. Like, what, y'all see how big Derrick Henry is now? That's how big he was his senior year in high school. Probably his freshman year in high school. I think Derrick Henry was like... Derrick Henry just his, aged really fast. Yeah. Anybody that's listening to this, just go look up his high school stats. Ridiculous. Just look oh, it up. He like still has the most rushing yards in a single game in the state it's of Florida ridiculous. with like 502 rushing yards. So before we 502 rushing yards it, in a I single high school game. I want to get back to a topic that we were just that you you just brought up, Dalton. Um, mm. And excuse me for this horrible pun, but do you think Trey Lance could? And, oh, I'm ashamed of this pun. Do you think Trey Lance could unlock Denver? That's a good one, honestly. I, I mess with that. <laughs> um, no, I don't think that. I don't think Trey Lance is the answer for any NFL Does, team, honestly. Well, that's a that's a bigger take than I was expecting. But do let I me let me like put it this him. way: Does Denver need to move on from Drew Locke? Yes. Nobody, nobody has enough. <laughs> what's crazy is nobody has enough evidence on Trey Lance either. Like he only played he one. Ha- game he started last one year. year. He started for one year and played in one game last year. But and, the uh, game and, he played last year, he put up 200 passing yards and 200 rushing yards. But you you also got to think, he's from a D2 school. I was about to say. Yeah. But look at mobile but quarterbacks also, I anyway. Think, I think they never grade out in the NFL. This it, Like every once in a while, one will brush through, like Russell Wilson, Cam Newton. But if you look at the – and you can say Patrick Mahomes is mobile. He has mobility in his game just like Aaron Rodgers does. His strength is his arm. That's, his running ability is just something that is along with it. And that's why Russell Wilson's oh, still Patrick in the Mahomes, league yeah, and he, still he, Patrick Mahomes is just mobile enough to get out of the pocket and still sling it down 70 yards. Now oh, it's no, he has one of like, the fastest receivers in the league. Now like, it's starting to look like Lamar is getting figured out, and now he's starting to be a, a, a flop. No, he's, Lamar's not a flop. Lamar, Lamar has no receivers. Let me, let me, yeah, that's that's fair. I shouldn't I shouldn't have said flop. But, but he does have a not, great he's defense. He's not the MVP 2019 season. He did, yeah, Baltimore does have a good ass defense. That is that is very true. Oh yeah. Like, and I wasn't big on Lamar. I really wasn't. I did not think he was gonna be as good as he was in the NFL. That was another one I left out with. But I don't think he's gonna hold up 
if his arm and his arm got better whenever he whenever he won the MVP. Like everyone, like whenever he killed Miami first game of the season. Oh, I remember. Dropped that. fifty points on our head in Miami. Like I mean, he was slinging the ball everywhere that season, and it was a great was. season by him and everything. But the problem is, you have to be consistent in this league. And just because you play great one year does not mean you're going to continue. And that's exactly what we saw last year. Like I mean, he's it was still a good year by him. Like it wasn't like oh wow, like, there's talking about him. They're talking about them trading, trading away, or finding a new answer. Like I mean, he's still a good quarterback. I just don't no, think they'll no, win the yeah, Super Bowl no, with but him. no, Lamar Jack- Lamar Jackson has definitely secured the starting spot at Baltimore for the next few years. That that for is sure. for that is a fact. Lamar Jackson has secured the starting spot. You just got you. For every quarterback, you just got to surround the right pieces. It's all about the pieces, honestly. Because, honestly, for example, like, if you put Lamar – say Lamar Jackson was our quarterback somehow, some reason, for the Jacksonville Jaguars last year. He would have not put up an MVP season or have done, like, any – maybe he would have done decent because it's just who he had surrounded with us at the time, you know, like – we were just, we just washed it off. Like we, we were just such a washed up team mm-hmm. that we had a lot of expectations to go into, but we just couldn't do it. And if you put any other quarterbacks, if you put them, if we had anybody else running a quarterback, they probably honestly wouldn't have done that much better than like Gardner Minshew, honestly. Like, would you tell? Like, I don't think Gardner's you, bad. I really don't. I just think. He's a quarterback you have to have the right pieces around him, and that's where I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a difference maker. He yep. can, he can, He's going to make people want to go to Jacksonville, which is a hard thing to do oh, because dude. if you look at but big market cities, Jacksonville is not up there with them. You know, oh, it's not a Miami because Miami has a third license. Oh, yeah. No, that's uh, – and, and I've, I say and this every year. I know I say this every year, but Jacksonville's receiving core right now is I, – I, I think it's really underrated. Now we've got Marvin oh, Jones. We've got the DJ Marvin Chark, Jones pickup helped out a lot. Yeah. I love, oh, I yeah. love the and Lavisca. Don't forget about Lavisca. Lavisca hey, just didn't get much. He he was running. He he was kind of a. He wasn't really on the bench, but he just didn't get a lot of playing time. Like he he'd be on the field, but they never target him too much. You know but that you know, man could they flex like him into a most, running back position sometimes. Lavisca was ranked tied with uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Cooper Cup with the most. Um, force missed tackles by receiver and i'm pretty sure the number was 22 and he was tied it's, with uh d hop and cooper cup it's crazy he i think he'll really be a star. And he was a rookie those two guys they've been in the nfl for some quite a time now mm-hmm. hey, I, mean, I think quick, cooper cup's only like i just came across in, this but... i just came across this while just looking I, I had a tab open up for sam darnold um because i was looking at his stats earlier um this is a really good point that clutch points made Three reasons Joe Brady will succeed in developing Sam Darnold with the Panthers. I don't know if y'all know who Joe Brady is, but that was the offensive yeah, coordinator yeah, for he, LSU yeah, yeah, he was the, with Joe Burrow. He was the offensive coordinator for LSU's offense when they won a natty, right? And he and absolutely turned around that offense. And then now you look at that offense now, now that uh, Ed Orgeron is back in the driver's seat and they're nothing. He abs- exactly. I'm not going to say he made Joe Burrow into Joe Burrow because Joe Burrow was still playing pretty good ball the year before Joe Brady got there. Um, but he, he made him, he made him have one of the best, if not the best quarterback single season that college football has ever seen. I think honestly, the Panthers, the the Panthers situation last year was, was messed up because Christian McCaffrey only played three games last year. Went down real early. 
Christian McCaffrey is one of the best offensive players in the game of football right now. Yep. Like when you He's when you're missing down. a high key value player like that, your your offense is not going to do too much. And the the Teddy Bridgewater signing, like it was really good at the time because he stepped up for Drew Brees when he was back up for New Orleans at the time. It looks like a really good signing, but like it was just messed up because when Christian McCaffrey was hurt, it just I don't know. I don't know what went wrong with Carolina last year. So I thought Teddy Bridgewater I in my opinion, I thought Teddy Bridgewater was a decent quarterback. First I of all, he was before in Minnesota. He, when he was with Minnesota, I thought Teddy Bridgewater was a very decent quarterback. There's no doubt in my mind. But I agree. I think Sam I think Sam Donald could have a really good chance because for one, he does obviously obviously Christian McCaffrey. We've already mentioned that. But he also has Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore to throw the ball to now. Who the hell was he throwing it to at the Jets? <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, you could say, yeah, Sam Darnold was one of the worst quarterbacks last year. But look, look who he was playing with. Look who was his starting running back. Frank Gore, for Christ's sakes, Frank Gore was his starting running back. And he had Adam Gase as his head coach. Honestly, I will say this about Adam Gase. If Joe Brady could turn Sam Darnold into an elite quarterback with Christian McCaffrey, Robbie Anderson, and then DJ Adam Moore, Gase Adam Gase needs to get the hell out of the country, bro. <laughs> Not even the NFL. Because I country. honestly, He's I personally think football. Adam Gase, I feel bad for Jets fans because Adam Gase has ruined that franchise. Yeah. Was Gase there? Adam Gase. Was Gase there when Darnold first came to the Jets? Yes, I'm pretty sure. I mean, let me yes. I'm pretty sure. If, Don if remembers those Adam Gase, Gase days every too. year. That would be horrible. Those Adam Gase days were terrible. I mean, as you can see, I know I just crapped on Tannehill a little bit, but he absolutely changed the way Ryan Tannehill played, and he ruined yeah. us. Yeah, I did. Right, Tannehill was and good, you know, a decent over, under Joe Philbin, and Joe Philbin was terrible. And then when we got Adam Gase, we're like, oh, bro, we're going to be good. This is an offensive <laughs> mind right here. Only <laughs> The only reason why Adam Gase secured two head coaching gigs was because he was the offensive coordinator for in, Peyton Manning. For Peyton Manning in 2013, that was the year Peyton Manning threw 55 touchdowns, and he had he was loaded with weapons. Like Denver's offense was stacked that year, and it looked good on Adam Gase because he was the offensive coordinator. But we all we all know the truth: Peyton Manning was calling the plays the entire time. That's what Peyton Manning has done his entire career. Oh Peyton Manning has literally called his own plays. But there's and he made Adam Gase look like Peyton a Manning. really good coach. That's the only reason why Adam Gase secured two head coaching gigs, in my opinion. That's, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It's the, only, it's the only opinion I have. There's no other reason anybody would ever want to sign that retard. So, honestly, if Joe, if Joe Brady can make Sam Donald look like a really good quarterback – then Adam, like I said earlier, Adam Gates needs to get the hell out of the country because he does not know what he's doing out there. He's ruining everybody's careers. He ruined it. He ruined an entire fan base because the Jets were going to get Trevor Lawrence for the longest time, and then the Jets mess around, win two games in a row, and give us they give us the first overall pick, and now we got Trevor Lawrence in our hands. But I shouldn't hate him for it though. I just feel bad for Jets fans, really. And what's see, crazy is, I want to see. Who watch the, coach the Jets was. get Zach Wilson, and Zach Wilson doesn't do much because the Jets don't have many pieces around them yet. No, I don't. I don't think Zach Wilson would do that good in Jacksonville, honestly. 
I think I think I, we've, I, I think we've officially built the team for Trevor Lawrence now. Oh, we have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tre really Trevor quick. Lawrence is good to go. I just Trevor came Lawrence across something go. that's gonna make you Jaguar fans really, really happy. happy. I'm all spit it out. Predicting right the Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2022. If it's not Baselli, number one, right. Tony Baselli, offensive line, Jacksonville Jaguars. At the very bottom of the been list. Eligible for the for the Hall of Fame for like 15 years now. It's they got killing number, me. Number four, Steve Smith, wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers. I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer or not, but I'd have oh, to look Steve at his Smith's stats. First ballot. Steve Smith is a first ballot Hall of yeah. Famer. There's no yeah. doubt. Zach Steve Thomas, Smith, linebacker Steve for the Smith Dolphins. Steve Smith was an animal, bro. Steve I know, bro, but you know, that, you know that the NFL Hall of Fame is completely insane to get into. Like, they, they tailed out Terrell Owens because of off-the-field stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. I do remember that. But I, I personally, and he should have think... been first ballot. Oh, he literally well, yeah, Terrell, was the greatest Terrell receiver the since third greatest Jerry receiver Rice of all time. The only two receivers I think are Don't say Randy better Moss. than Terrell Owens is obviously Jerry Rice and Randy Moss. There, there's no other receiver better than those two guys. But yeah, when T when Terrell Owens didn't get the first ballot vote, that was that 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 made him upset. That definitely did. But then again. Terrell Owens played for like six teams, so it was like he obviously, obviously those off the field issues didn't really help. But I think what we need to start focusing on is like, yeah, like you could look at like, yeah, off the field issues and all this stuff. But like, I think we need to start looking at like what they did on the field. Like what Terrell Owens did on the field was literally insane. Every team he went to, his first three teams were San Francisco, Philly, and, and Dallas. Terrell Owens was absolutely just a beast those teams he played for. And he was somewhat decent when he played when he got traded to Buffalo and Cincinnati. Him and Ocho Cinco. I personally, I personally think Terrell Owens is still athletic enough to come back and play in today's game. Just not just not as obviously that. obviously he's not gonna be the number one receiver or anything, but I think Terrell Owens is still athletic enough and healthy enough to play in today's game of football. That's how, how that's how good Terrell Owens right is. Now. Like, did y'all see the video? Of the 40-yard dash race between him and Tyreek Hill, I think. Do y'all yeah. remember seeing that? Was that him or Ocho Cinco? No, I think I, I think it was T.O. and Tyreek Hill, I'm pretty sure. And, like, T.O. was, like, right behind Tyreek Hill. And Terrell Owens is four years away from being 50 years old. And he's still catching up with dudes like Tyreek Hill. He raced both Ty, or Terrell Owens and Chad Ochocinco, by the way. So we were both right. Uh, okay. It's, honestly, dude, I know, Chad, bro, Chad, Chad Johnson, man, he, he's always so ahead of himself. I will give this about Chad Johnson, though. I think Chad Johnson might have the quickest feet ever that I've ever seen. He, his receiver, route running, I think, His route running was insane. It was, yes. Chad, was Chad Johnson's route running and Chad Johnson definitely was not the fastest, but dude, his feet and route running was oh my god, it was so amazing. It was like it was like watching like like Chad Johnson's route running was equivalent to like Jesus falling out of the sky slowly. That's that's how beautiful it was. You ever seen the video of him watching Devontae Smith and uh Oh you mean uh I think it was Devontae Adams? Smith. Devontae Adams, yeah, thank you. No, oh, no, it's gonna be oh, soon. Devontae Smith. Yeah, he was sitting there. Chad crying Johnson about his loves Devonte Adams, bro. He loves Devonte Adams, and it's because of his, because of his footwork and his route running. Chad, it brought Chad Johnson to tears. Devonte Adams' footwork and route running is so freaking special, you know.
that that says something. That says that something. that that says a lot about her. that that says a lot about you. And because uh, I think Chad Johnson was a high valuable receiver for Cincinnati. Did he get? For, did he get a? Uh, did he get any Super Bowl rings? No, 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 no. He Dang, played. He played sucks. With, he played Put him on the Carson. list of people that it's really upsetting that he didn't get a ring. Yeah, that's we true. Already know, we already know who's at the top of that list, though. You already know. The GOAT. Blake Bortles? Who, the top Marino. player to not win a Super Bowl ring? Shoot yourself. Oh, yeah. All right, no. <laughs> it has to be Marino. You, you don't even have to say it. I, I mean, you can say it if you want, but you don't have to because we already know who you're talking about. He's possibly Dan a top five Mother Trucking top. Marino. If he Dan wins a Super Bowl, Marino. he's top four. Like, listen, if, if you look at, like, the, right now, if you had to make a top five a top five quarterbacks of all time. We all know who needs to be at number one. As much as I hate to say because he kicked Miami's tail for, what, 18, 19 years? Um, it's definitely Tom Brady. I don't even hate to say it anymore. I hated to say it before this season, but he, he, he left. He, left he earned England. it. He earns it, He bro. did earn it. He left I, I've always, team. I've always They did Tom, build I've a always... team around him. They did build a team, a star-studded team around him. So I'm not going to get too has much credit. There he has been. had receivers. He that, went yeah. to a good place. But I'm not gonna say the only I, the only the if, only player Tampa didn't sign this offseason was uh, Antonio Brown. Yeah, yep. That's the only player they have not resigned they, yet. Antonio Brown. I don't even know what the you deal can with say he had a receiving touchdown. Part? You can say he had a receiving touchdown in the Super Bowl. He's not the reason they won. Yeah. No. No. You know. No. 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 He. They could have won. They would have won that game without him. Oh. He's oh, good. Easily. Don't get me wrong. But they are stacked. They They're really stacked. Are. There's not one receiver in their core, or at least in their starting receiver core, that isn't isn't a, a, a stud. Like Mike Evans, Brady Chris didn't Godwin. even Brady did not even win that Super Bowl because it was just Brady. He won that because of how terrible the uh, the offensive line and the receivers were for, for Kansas the City. And that's another that's another point too, though. Is Tampa's defense is unreal. I know Kansas City oh, didn't have Tampa's a strong offensive line, but unreal season, that Super Bowl all season, sponsoring. Tampa was so good. Tampa's defense was so they good. Were. I mean, the offense, too, but Tampa's defense was unrelenting. Why do? Why does this man Tampa walking outside the door without his key card and <laughs> ringing the doorbell? <laughs> good night, Tam- bro. You got to think, think about Tampa's defense. Look, 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 at, look at their front seven. Look at their whole box with their seven players. You got... You got Jason Pierre-Paul. You got Ndamukong Su. You got Vita Vea. You got Shaq Barrett. You got Devin White. You got Levante David. Now, did they did they bring back other only offensive players, players they or did they bring back and, every single player on the entire team? They did. That's what's that's, so, that's what's so that's crazy. Deadly. Like, t- and other thing with Tampa too is like I don't think they got rid of their coordinators yet. I think Todd Bowles is still Why the defense coordinator and Byron Leftwich. It's still the offense coordinator. There's there's no reason to get rid of them. They they proved nothing. Like they started out a little iffy. They didn't even start out bad. They just did not start. They didn't start as strong as as they finished most definitely. But like yeah, I mean that happens when you I guess you're running with a new quarterback. But I mean then again it is Tom. I Brady, will say but... this. I don't. I don't think Tom Brady will slow down anytime soon. And it's crazy. But if Tom Brady 40, does. If Tom Brady does not slow down this year, it could be another rematch with Tampa and Kansas City. I could Lord. see that. Good lord! Honestly, bro, and I'm sure I'm sure a lot of football fans out there the don't Chiefs want to see that again. Line looks. Oh, I would. I'd love to see that. I'd love to see Patrick Mahomes get payback. I think oh, the Chiefs are, oh, the Chiefs would probably win. Honestly, just because that would be the passing of the torch. You know. 
Yeah, it would. It would literally be like Michael Jordan with Jacoby. Okay, well, hold on. The next season. Okay, hold on. Before, before, before we get ahead of ourselves, what, what, what did you exactly mean by passing the torch if Patrick Mahomes beat the Buccaneers in next year's Super Bowl matchup? Not, not that he, not that Patrick Mahomes is the goat, but okay, like like I I said, with the Michael, like with the Michael to Kobe. Oh my God. We all know Michael was a better. Michael was a way better, not a way better player. He was a better player than Kobe. Even though he emulated his Kobe emulated his game so much, but at the end of the day, that's the closest thing we've ever seen to Mike. And when Mike ended up going to the Washington Wizards, and that was when Kobe and Shaq were doing their three peats or their own their only uh-huh. three peat that they had. I don't know why I said three peats. Um, <laughs> they were running the league, and Kobe was dropping forty a game after that. Um, that was the passing of the torch when Mike got old. You know, I feel like that would be like in the same sense that. Kobe's not the goat. As much as I love Kobe and I, and I love Patrick Mahomes, I don't Patrick Mahomes. The chances of him getting seven Super Bowl rings is slim to none. The only way he becomes yeah. the goat is if he wins at least five, and then he just blows Tom Brady's stats out of the water. Now, That's the only way. I want to make this comparison real quick. Michael Jordan going to the Wizards. Go for it, Blake. Do you think that's like why? Why do you think he did that to just kind of? He want to prove himself out somewhere else, and if so, yeah. is so that what, what happened Brady was? I, what happened was that if you've seen the Last Dance documentary, if you first of all, if you haven't, you need to. It's a really great documentary. That's to everybody watching. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's it's one of the best. Their I've general ever seen. manager got the biggest ego in Yikes. the world. Like he he literally said, "I I made this team. It's not the players. I oh, made this team." No. So he, oh, literally, he literally Jerry told Krause. he told Jerry Krause, that's his name. Oh no. He literally told them. Jerry he told, Krause is one of the most told, uh, Phil Jackson that they I weren't bringing Phil seen, Jackson back. Ever since I've seen that documentary. <laughs> he ruined that team. That team could have won more than 6. See, honestly. the only thing he actually did but was completely I, I, I he wanted to get out of Chicago. Understand. And he was too old. He was 40 years old. I don't understand how I don't understand why a team that good he wants to separate. Like literally after the nineteen ninety eight season when um when the Chicago Bulls beat the Jazz, everybody went their own ways. Scotty Pippen got traded. I think Michael Jordan like took off some time. They came back to the Wizards like the year after. Dennis Rodman gets cut. Steve Kerr leaves. Phil Jackson. I don't know what the hell Phil Jackson did. But it was like, how do you take a team like that good that still has so much potential? If you think about it, if Jordan never retired retired for those two years, the Bulls could have won every championship in the nineties. Yeah, that would have been. If they Jordan, they should have. They I don't know if they would have won eight straight because that Rockets team, kind like if you look at the stats they put up against the Bulls when they did play them, and the win and loss column. They they beat them like I think seven to two, like they yeah, were that, that's they true. were killing that's them. True. They were such a huge mismatch because Akeem Olajuwon is one of the greatest players of all time, but he's one of the most fundamentally sound big men. Like his footwork was impeccable. They had oh, yeah, shooters. Uh, oh yeah, they Hakeem, played well as a team. Hakeem is a top three center. He's a, he's a top three center ever. There's no doubt about that. Hakeem Olajuwon is. Literally I don't know about that. Beast. Top three's hard because you got Wilt, you got Shaq, and then you got Kareem. Kareem. That's My hard, top bro. three is probably Shaq, Wilt, 
and Hakeem Olajuwon. You cannot, you can't, you can't say not Kareem. You know, Kareem you know won you know six I MVPs. Kareem? I, I, I respect, I respect the hell out of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, but I can't, I, I don't like putting Kareem in my top three only because. Yes, he has the most points in the league. I get it. He does. He does have the most points in the league. But, dude, the two teams he played for with the Milwaukee Bucks and Los Angeles Lakers, he played with two of the top ten greatest point guards of all time. And that's Oscar Robinson and the best point guard of all time, Magic Johnson. I think okay, that is every the key big man has why to have Kareem a point has guard scored so much points period. throughout his entire career. If you look at any big or really good big man outside of Wilt, and Wilt still had like an old Jerry West, you have to have a good guard because you have to have someone to get you the ball. Like Kobe, or Shaq had Kobe, and then he had Penny Hardaway in, uh, on the Magic. You had Oscar Robinson and then Mag- Magic for Kareem. Hakeem Olajuwon probably didn't have that, but he could get the ball at the top of the key, work his way down to the post, and then do his dream shake and score on everybody. So, I mean, I can, yeah, I can see true. what you're saying, but Hakeem, I don't know, bro. Blake, who's in your top three centers? <laughs> Since um, I know you're such a basketball enthusiast. Oh, man. Yeah, since, yeah, I think since I Blake play, Long is the hugest uh, basketball fan, who is his top three centers of all time? Number one center, I like, I like to hear this Barry one. Bonds. Um. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> he said Barry Bonds. No way. Dude, I got <laughs> it. The most slam dunks. The most slam dunks in history. <laughs> it's hard enough. Like with, I'm trying to get like up to, to modern NBA. But man, I could tell you, I don't know a single thing about old school NBA. Old school oh, NBA gosh. was better. I can, no, I hey, can, don't I can worry, put two, it, two together on that. Whoever is eventually going to listen to this podcast, any NBA fans out there, don't worry. Me and Dalton, we're going to make Blake into a huge NBA fan sometime soon. Hopefully, by And all you college football fans out there, there I'm going to get Eric and Blake into recruiting. We're oh, going to be killing this. Oh, man. We're going to yeah, be following I will everything. say that to myself. As much heavily involved I am with the NFL, I am not that involved with college football as I thought I was. That's what I'm trying. I'm, I'm really big into NFL right now. I'm trying to I'm trying to dip my toe more into college. Like I keep up with it enough, but not like super fan like I am with the NFL. Um, it's like which, back to a, and like, you I'm really like, and you really only became a super fan maybe like four or five years ago to be honest. Like yeah. you always were a fan, but like you really started getting in depth to where like you know like you know you're a super fan. When you can name every starter for your team, yeah. just about maybe outside oh, of the yeah. offensive oh, line. Oh yeah, for for sure. If you can name every starter on your team, you're a super fan. That's a oh yeah, of course. Um, so. I, I am gonna bring up something new, um, just because we, we were talking about it earlier, and it just it, it skimmed my mind. So with with Darnold going to um, Carolina, where do you guys think Teddy ends up? If the pan- if him and the Panthers, if Teddy Bridgewater and Carolina's management cannot restructure his contract, he will be traded somewhere else. Yeah, that's, honestly, that's I, I just read a report. Listen, it's, if it's if the Texans get rid of Deshaun, if the Texans oh, get rid of Deshaun, then the Texans oh, could trade for Teddy. I don't think they would, but they don't have a draft pick this year. So you're gonna and the next year's draft class is way too far ahead to like really. You know, like say, oh yeah, he's bona fide the number one pick. But they're saying Sam Howell out of UNC, he's not better than the top three quarterbacks to me that are in this year's draft. I think Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, and Trevor Lawrence are all better quarterbacks than him. I don't like Sam Howell at all. Um, so no, the problem a, with the no, no we'll trade away Deshaun and get somebody else. I mean, I don't know, bro. Like, I mean, who who, who needs a quarterback right now? Chicago. 
Like they could exactly. really use exactly. Chicago. Chicago. Oh, no, they just found their goal. Yeah, after they traded Andy Dalton, us. the up and comer Andy Dalton, they, the redhead boy. <laughs> who who Dude, else really is there? And I, his I, last I name is Dalton. You know he's gonna ball. Oh lord, um, Andy I Dalton. Would say, I'd that say, is uh, such an awesome name. <laughs> I would say the uh, the Reds or uh, football team. Football team. Sorry, sorry. The Washington football team might need one, but I feel like they've already got too much of a quarterback competition. The last thing they need is more is more, more, more components uh, coming in to make this QB battle even more difficult. Um, I th- I think Washington should just roll with uh, Taylor Heineke, bro. I think I, I I at least give him a shot. Yeah. What are you gonna lose? I, I definitely would. I'll give him a shot too. I think it's you gotta not give, like. I think you gotta give. Worst Heineke case scenario, you get a high pick in the draft. Um, Fitzpatrick. I think you gotta give Fitzpatrick a little chance too. Because I mean, you see how he did with Miami last year, and Washington football team's already good outside of the QB position. Like they they they've got a pretty solid team. It, I think it was really. If we would have started Fist Magic, Fist Magic the whole season, <laughs> we would have made the playoffs. Man, Which, if we just started him the whole Denver game, you guys went. If we just started him the whole Denver game, we would have beat them. Yes, we did. ten and six, and you missed the playoffs. I'm not saying that to, to to patronize you or nothing. I'm I'm saying that to let it sink in how bad the NFC East is. You mean the oh NFC's? yeah, yeah. No, no, no. The, the NFC because they had to, they <laughs> oh, had to throw in one of the teams. Oh, I'm, okay, I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying. saying the between the Eagles, the Cowboys, football team, and um, drawn to a blank. What's the fourth team in the the, the Giants? Giants. Giants. Wow, they had to give it to the to the seven and nine team. They shouldn't That's, even get a home playoff game for that. You know, no, do y'all really remember shouldn't. when? Uh, do y'all remember the controversy back then when uh, Doug Peterson threw Jalen Hurts out of the game and he threw in Nate Sudfield? And if the Eagles yeah. won, they would put the Giants in the playoffs, yep. and they would eliminate Washington. Yep, that was so petty. So Dude, petty. So many people were so mad about that. I have never seen somebody like giant like the Giants organization was pissed. Giants fans were pissed. Eagles fans were pissed. Like everybody was just pissed at the situation. Listen, I know this would never happen in college football. But if Florida, like, let's say Florida was already out of the national championship race. We were playing the number three team, and Florida State was two. And we let we let number three win to knock Florida State out. On God, I don't have a problem with that. Fair enough. Fair enough. I could live with that. Fair enough. And I really could, cool. bro. I, I, rivalries in college are a lot different, though. Like, I don't hate the Patriots, and I don't hate the Bills, and I don't hate the Jets as much as any team I hate in college football like georgia can't stand with a passion tennessee can't stand with a passion and florida especially state florida state them bums up there and talonasty bro and uh what uh two topics i wanted to go before we headed out was um uh one i i've always wanted to go over uh new england's free agency recap okay um I think New England won the free agency recap oh, of yeah. anybody in the league because Bill Belichick pulled the plug and said he heard so m- I, I'm pretty sure Bill Belichick Bill Belichick hears a lot of things. Like he hears a lot of things in my own opinion. And he acts like he doesn't. But New England has not been able to draft talent for Tom Brady for so many years. And that's honestly what one of the very particular reasons why Tom Brady got out of New England. And since Bill Belichick kept hearing it over and over again that he can't draft talent, you know what he did? He bought it. He bought talent. 
And There's so many, dude. They bought. They bought. Johnny Smith, talent. Hunter Henry, Ju- he, he, Judon he, Smith. He bankrupted the market. He took like. He like dude, you want him? No, no, I got him. Hunter yeah, that's Henry, mine. You're with he me like, now. It was like a recruit. Like recru- come with me now. <laughs> he like recruited somehow. It like brought all, it like formed this whole new team. And I think what else he's trying to prove is that. They did sign Cam Newton to a one-year deal, so I'm unsure if New England's going to get a new quarterback in the draft or if they're going to make a trade with somebody. I'm still Team unsure. Teddy. But you, you Teddy think would they, be good I there. don't know. I, I, I think it'd be. I think he would. I think Teddy would do good there just because of the talent. Brand, I think uh, Teddy's Belichick a better. Just, just sucked in. I think he's a better thrower of the football than Cam is. I, I think I think Cam Newton deserves one more chance. Honestly. I think Cam Newton deserves one more chance. It this I think season, he though, absolutely deserves it. If he blows it this you season with the him. team that Belichick just put together, you're you're out of the league. And the, you the, don't go to another team. You got to be out of the, the league. The only reason the only reason why I say was that an MVP is because, like five years ago, um, six years ago, <laughs> out of the league. Yeah, well, so was Nick. The Foles. only reason why I say I think MVP. Cam Newton deserves one more year is because um, I was watching a. Uh, I don't know if y'all heard about this podcast. It's called uh, I Am an Athlete. It has uh, Brandon Marshall. Oh, you're talking about the uh, the DB Sports Yeah. Chad Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> the DB Sports Podcast. Chad With Brandon Marshall. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Brandon Marshall. And they 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 hired they had Cam Newton as the guest, and he Cam Newton himself admitted he said. I would love to stay. So, no, Chad Johnson asked, "Would you stay in New England again?" And Cam Newton was like, "Hell yeah, I'll stay in New England again." If I could get the right pieces surrounded, if I could get enough talent surrounding me, heck yeah, I'm gonna be. I'll, I'll stay at New England. Ooh, what does a, Bill Belichick do? He brings in the talent, brings in the receivers, brings in I'm, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, Jonas Smith, and Hunter Henry. Did Give he take any responsibility? Don't, for his... don't act like Nelson Aguilar is some game changer. Real quick. Ah, don't hang on, act hang on, like that. Hang on, hang on. He's I, not. I'm not. I'm not I was I don't think he's not. But he did have a good year with the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, though. Yeah. I think Philadelphia. God forbid, Nelson Aguilar could definitely not catch the football. I will say Raiders that. Aguilar I think was us. Solid. Yeah, he was. I I honestly oh. think us three in this podcast have better hands than Nelson Aguilar. I will admit that. <laughs> he lost me. A, he lost me a game in fantasy this year, so mm. I, I have hard feelings. So he's dead. Dude. Oh gosh. In a game where I scored 186 points, Nelson Aguilar was the last one to play. I needed four points. He got negative 20. Got, or not negative 20, negative point 20. Negative negative, point I was going to say sorry. negative 20 fantasy points. No. What the hell? That's how it was. Oh my I God. just I had a game like that with Claypool, Chase Claypool. I needed a few points. Homie dropped me negative point eight points. Yo, MVP of my fantasy team, though? James Robinson. Oh, yeah. And Blake was trying to get oh, yeah. me to so trade bad. him so hard. I just wanted Russell Wilson. I was like, give me Russell Wilson. And I, when I tried to give them to you... And I had through, Justin Herbert, bro. I had bad. no reason to do that. Yep. And it was when Justin Herbert had just started out. He was maybe dropping like 12, 13 points a game. And then at the end of the season... When oh, Russ my started free agency like, pickups this year? Oh, my gosh, bro. I was chilling. I was, was hitting everybody. Fantasy football, too. So I'm so, I'm so excited for this season. Oh, oh this is going to be a good one. We definitely got to oh, yeah. do a DEB so, one. Eric, what was that? Uh, you had a second topic you want to go over? Yeah, so... If it's all right with y'all, we're going to have to, uh, after this last topic, we're going to go ahead and uh, call it for the night. Yeah, that's, that's A-OK. I, 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 I've been wanting to say this for a while. Um, obviously, we all, we all know Deshaun Watson's situation right now. Oof. Um, you know, at first, like, 
there, there, there's two ways. And please, please excuse my language. Please excuse my language. But there is two ways I look at Deshaun Watson. One, he is absolutely sick in the fucking mind. If if any of if any of this stories are true, then he is literally a sick human fucking being. Oh, and, that, yeah. and that 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 just says it enough. Or, but here's here's the catch though. Big or. Why? Why is? Why are all these? Why are all these scandals being brought up after he's requesting a trade? That is something I do not get. And uh, I'll add this: when it was like maybe three or four girls that came forward about it, it it, it didn't seem like it didn't. It was like okay, Houston's really trying to just ruin this man. And now the 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 count is up to what twenty? I think 22. maybe over twenty two. I'm pretty sure two women just today. filed another lawsuit today. And the, the problem is these women are so confident about it, they're coming Watson forward and today. giving out their names about it. Now they're, go, they're going public with it. So that that's a big issue. So it, it's like, at first yeah, I wanted to be first, on the Deshaun Watson's innocent, innocent train, but man, right. it's, you have it's to. hard it's to now. Innocent, innocent until proven guilty. You have well, to do the, that. Well, the Houston police is investigating it now, so that's that's a problem. But like you said, there, innocent until proven either, guilty. There's either two ways. Deshaun Watson, is he's a sick human being that has a sick mental health issue, or – or the the Houston Texans owner is like paying these women off to say this or whatever. Yeah, like, there's literally both sides to it. Like, I honestly don't know which story is the most accurate. And it's uh, and it sucks because I really like Deshaun Watson a lot. Like, Deshaun Watson is one of my favorite quarterbacks. In the oh league, yeah, you know he, he's he's and a we rival. Play against him twice he's a year. Jacksonville's rival, and I still love the guy. But man, imagine it, how pissed. Making it hard. Imagine how pissed I would have been if we'd actually traded for him. Ooh, and all this and came all forward. This stuff came out. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, that would so that would have that would have made it look more fishy though. Oh, he just got traded, and now everyone's coming forward. That's a little bit more fishy. Yeah, right. But, but gosh, like you said, yeah, with that... this many women, he's got. If if it's true, he's got to be met. Like he's really perverted, man. It's really bad. It, I, and honestly, I don't. It, it's hard to assume people now these days. But Deshaun Watson doesn't look like that kind of guy to exactly. do something like that. You exactly. Know? And he's he's always and like, like there's, the there's a lot of people Christian you can say about that, too. but Deshaun Watson doesn't look like the guy. Yep. And also one other thing too, uh, I I also see that one other thing that might be true is uh, there was a video that was released the other day that is now being that was like released all over Twitter was when uh, Mia Khalifa was at Deshaun Watson's in house. a maid outfit. I'm I'm not gonna explain who Mia Khalifa is on here, but she's not if hot. If you know, you know. But that's hot. But you should. If know. you know, you know. Um, yeah, when I seen that, I was like, okay, maybe, maybe there's a slight possible chance that Deshaun does have a problem. Homie, if you got me, but I can't be too sure because I don't know which story is true yet. Exactly. Exactly. She's not hot, but that's hot. (laughs) Dude's just living his fantasy. He's got the money to do it. And if you look at these stories too, man, like the stories make you think like, I'm not going to go over what the stories say because for the sake of, you know, explicit content, um, these stories are so out there that you re- like you're like well they almost kind of sound fake but at the same time like who's got such a messed up mind that would imagine this it, especially it, 20 it, women 20 different true. stories just, each unique the only, the only thing i'm like most shocked about is just how fast these lawsuits came in 
Yeah. They came in so fast. like. And it's pretty fishy that the owner of the team is neighbors with the lawyer doing the case. Yes, yeah. that's one thing I forgot <laughs> to point out, too. Little the fishy. The owner of the Houston Texans is the neighbor with the, uh, all the victims, uh, the attorney for all the victims yep. that was put out there. But so 22 that, really is a big too. number. That is, 22 is a big crazy. number. Like, I mean, also, if it's right, also, like like Eric said, he's just out of his mind. He's sick. He's a terrible person. But 22 is at that point where, like, either he's mentally unstable and has a problem or they are just, like, outlandishing this, like, crazy. And I, <laughs> like, when, they I remember when all over, this first started, over, I loved, uh, what's the I word loved making for? jokes. Exaggerating. I, I loved making jokes when this, all this like, first started, comparing him to, to Ben Roethlisberger. And now he makes Ben Roethlisberger but, look like a saint. <laughs> he, does, he makes Ben Roethlisberger look innocent, bro. He mm-hmm. makes Ben Roethlisberger look innocent. Homie's almost to the point where he makes OJ look innocent. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, oh, okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> you know what? With that, that being that said, the funniest thing I, I think that needs to wrap it up. Yeah. I think that needs to wrap it up. We're going to go ahead and end it right here. Um. I hope everybody's had a good day. I hope everybody's had a good weekend. I hope everybody was blessed with a good Easter. Uh, you know, celebrate time with your families. That's the most important thing. Be with your friends. Be with your family. Uh, it's been a really fun experience. I'm glad to have this opportunity yep. to start this sports podcast. Like honestly, I plan on doing this for a long time. Absolutely. I, hate I know this is our first one. I agree. I plan on doing – I hope this could get big one day, you know. And hey, you know what? We, we haven't hit the draft yet, so there's, there's just more news to come. So we'll see what happens. And there's exactly. a – yeah. And, and you got like, the NBA playoffs this. coming up. You got mm-hmm. recruiting in college football. We got more content coming out. And we got more content. We'll, we'll, I promise y'all we'll be more organized. Uh, we'll all get together sometime. Uh, we'll probably start filming it, put it on YouTube or whatever. That you would know? be fun. That'd be um, really fun. So, uh, I guess Blake could edit this out. Um, I don't know how to end it, but we're nah, going to go ahead and this. end it right here. Call it the day. Yep. You know? <laughs> Perfect. No, I got you. You got to end right. it with oh, the uh, Oh, Lord, go ahead. Go ahead. Send us out. Send us out. Go ahead. End it with the intro, baby. <laughs> Was that the guitar? No. <laughs> <laughs>